0: Mike, don't don't, Mike,
1: don't, this is
0: causal nostalgia. don't, 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 don't,
1: Welcome to Growth Nostalgia, a podcast where we share our journeys, our struggles, our wins, and our dreams. I'm your host, Yesenia. Thanks for returning. Without hesitation, let's jump right in. Part two, Growth with AMF. So you said you started therapy and thank God for therapy. Talk about that. Tell us about it. Yeah.
2: So I was trying to get into therapy like July, August, around 19, around the time that we recorded this. Yeah. And it was just such a headache, like dealing with Kaiser. um, They were just like transferring me over to other people and it just wasn't working out. And I just threw in the towel. Yeah. Um, I was like on hold forever. And they were like, we'll call you back. They never called. And I was like, whatever, like I'm over it. And then my sister passed away, like I said, in November 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, That was like the biggest moment in my life. Um, but you're not thinking about therapy then. Like yeah, you're trying to course. like
0: stay Survive. afloat. You're
2: drowning almost every day and just so much going on. Then December was obviously busy because then you have
1: the holidays. You have the
2: holidays. Um, wasn't thinking about therapy and then I think it was the new year going into twenty twenty. I think you brought it up.
0: you mm-hmm. like, remember
2: in August, um, you try to go to therapy in July and I was like, Yeah She's like, Well I think the time is now. Obviously yeah. a big thing happened in your life and I was totally down. Like one I was already down before. And then yeah. like all this stuff happened. I'm like, yeah, I should talk to a therapist about all of this. So um and then and then when I called when it was necessary, it was like easy. Like they're like, Yeah, we'll get you in right now. I'm like, Okay. Well,
1: remember I started therapy like in November, October of nineteen. So I figured out how we can use Kaiser for outside, for for therapy outside of Kaiser. And so then once I figured that out and then you were ready to go mm-hmm. and I figured out the route how to do it, I was like, do this. Mm-hmm. And then it became it easier, which it was cool because I was like, if I hadn't done it, I wouldn't have known how to tell you to do it.
2: Mm-hmm. But it
1: became like an easier progress. A lot of people don't go to therapy just because of getting to therapy like Mm. just finding a therapist but the process so they make it kind of impossible so kudos to you
2: yeah so i got into therapy january of 2020 um march 2020 is when everything shut down so i went a few times like in person yeah and then covid happened and then we had to start doing it like facetime through the therapy app yeah um which i didn't like at first I think, like, going into COVID, I never liked people FaceTiming me. Like, I'll <laughs> deny every call. I'm like, bro, don't FaceTime me. Like, it's just something that I'm not cool with. I know people, I won't say any names, but are obsessed with fa- with FaceTime. And I just can't do it. So having... I'm
0: upset. Sorry. I'm upset because you literally <laughs> Facetime me the entire time we were on the Bachelor, Bachelorette weekend. That's different. So
1: I just... He was spying on shit. me. He was spying on me, trying to act like he, trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing, trying to come mm-hmm. hang out with me. Mm-hmm. Give me a weekend. Give me a weekend.
0: Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, what are you guys doing? You playing games? Playing karaoke? Dear just, little friends, we're just barbecuing over here in the hot tub. <laughs> Sean Hill's doing cannonballs. Oh my
2: gosh, <laughs>
0: I
1: can't.
2: But that was hard to do <laughs> the FaceTime therapy because I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. Like, I'd rather not do it. Kind of. It made you
1: feel uncomfortable, no?
2: Yeah. Um, but now with a year into COVID, I'm still doing therapy, um, every two weeks and I do it obviously on the FaceTime and I'm cool with it now, but I like it in better. I like it in person better, but, um, therapy has been great. I think it's helped me through a lot of issues that I've been dealing with. I think therapy, you're going to come out better than worse. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to go to therapy and walk out worse and be like, I totally regret going <laughs> to therapy. I don't like that. And I think it gives you a lot of like just good tools to use, good breaking down things, um, understanding things that you could like use for your everyday life, but obviously give like good advice to somebody. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not a therapist, <laughs> but... I'm not saying it in that sense, but like you get these tools, it, it it's adding to your toolbox. Yeah, you know. And if you don't want any help, you're not going to get help. And if mm. you want to go get help, you're going to receive the tools and the help that you need. Yeah. Um. And like I said, you're not going to come out worse and regret it. And I think one thing that I learned, um, in therapy, um, about going through grief that stuck out to me. Was that a therapist that I saw um, Like a grief counselor um, And I don't know why this stuck with me But I think you were in that session as well But Mm. how like you could be Like at your best self And be your most happiest Um, Say you're at a Drake concert And you're like Erica I'm so glad we came tonight (laughs) Like this is the best night ever And you're like yeah I agree and then a minute later like say a, like a shooter comes in and like shoots up the place we'd be like why did we go mm. like i totally regret coming tonight but like yeah because the circumstances changed yeah you know it's like a minute ago we just said we're so grateful this was the best decision buying these tickets and coming yeah. like this is so great and you agreed with me and then something bad happens and we're like Man, we shouldn't I had a feeling that we shouldn't have came tonight. Yeah. So it's like you could shift that so easy just based on the circumstances.
1: Yeah.
2: Um and I think that's something that helps with grief cuz circling back, it's you could have guilt and you could have that with with losing a loved one. Man, I should have drove them, or I should have mm. picked him up, or I should have called him. I I wonder if things would have been different if they would have, if I would have called or reached out. Yeah. And you just go and you play those episodes in your mind, but you're like, but before you got the bad news, like you were straight. Yeah. You know, you weren't, and then the circumstances change, and you put it so hard on yourself, being like, I wish I would have reached out more. And that is a famous thing that like. You hear like at funerals or maybe in movies or like growing up, you probably hear like adult conversations as like growing up, like people talking about passing and being like, man, I should have reached out more. Or, you know, sometimes people do have that regret of like, I was supposed to be there and things should have went different. And I don't want to keep going on and on about this, but I just want to kind of break it down that. That's what I, I, like, one of the first sessions, I was like, that's what I got out of therapy. I was like, damn, you know, that really puts things in perspective. Yeah. You know, that was, like, some good information, like, some good advice. I was like, shit. Yeah. Like, so that's just a little piece of what I've learned um, on the grief part. But I think that was just a really important thing that I've learned. And yeah. I think therapy is great. And I think it helps. During um, hard times, obviously through COVID, I think, you know, everyone should get their mental health checked in because we are going mm. through something. If you want to say or not, you know, it, it is something that we're all going through together. Yeah. Um, you're not alone. Um, and it's difficult and it's not easy, but we can't say that we're not going To feel different, we can't say that we're not going through something. Like, it is a fact that we all are, and we can't ignore it. And I think it's the best thing that I also learned in therapy, real quick. The last thing is like putting your finger on stuff Mm. and like saying it out loud and like recognizing a problem or recognizing a feeling and just speaking about it. Yeah. And to kind of get it off your chest. Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Damn, I spoke about that." Like, you know, if it's with yourself or with your therapist or with your significant other or with a family member, like just speaking about things, putting your finger on it, like that's why I act like this.
0: Mm-hmm. That's why I
2: did that when I was younger, mm-hmm. or that's why I ignore this person. Like <sighs> putting your finger on stuff but saying it out loud. Yeah. It makes a difference um mm-hmm. with everything, but yeah. Um therapy is good.
1: What have you learned about family and friends the last two years?
2: I've learned about family and friends the last two years is that life is short. Mm. Um, Friends and family and good companies priceless. Yeah. You can't put a price on that. You know, you can't buy friends. You can't buy family. Mm -hmm. Um, I think when you have all your friends and your family, you know, in the same room, under the same roof, it's kind of just like. If you really look around and take a moment it's really like this priceless but rich feeling yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like damn like you i couldn't pay people enough money on craigslist like i can't put a craigslist ad and be like i'll give everyone a thousand dollars if you show up to my birthday party mm-hmm. and act like you like me <laughs> i'm not gonna get that same energy i'm not gonna get that same feeling from genuine love yeah um and I've just learned that about family these past two years, about my friends. And I felt like, you know, obviously your friends could become your family. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be blood. I think just your close circle is your family. Um, yeah, that's what I've like really learned lately.
1: Have there been any things that you've learned, or have your friendships and family relationships evolved in any ways?
2: My relationships with my family, my relationships with my friends have changed. It has involved, because um, just coming through like a crisis, yeah. You know, you change. You know, I think it starts with like being going with grief and like having those people like take you out under that out of that pit. Yeah. You know, if you lose a loved one, like, like for a while, like nothing's funny. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could hear. I think, like, I remember one of my really good friends, Anthony Furlong, called me from a missed call that he got two days before. So when my sister passed away, I called him and I didn't tell, I told no one to post about my sister until I was ready. Mm-hmm. So I didn't post for like two days. And then he actually just called me in two days. So it's not like the news is out. Yeah. And like he called me and he was like, Hey, what up? I just got me your, I just missed your, and just the tone of his voice, Damn. I was like, Dude, you like, I was like, You sound happy. Mm, yeah. Like I haven't heard happy in 48 hours. Yeah. And I was like, Told him the news, and obviously he drove over and we cried. But um, that was, it, it, it just takes you to a place where nothing's funny. Mm. No one has like that uppity, happy tone of voice Mm -hmm. so when you are in that slump and you're in that in that hole I think friends and family evolve because they're the ones that are getting you out of it Um, they're helping you through it the journey of you know trying to get back to some peace in some joy in your life.
1: Mm-hmm. So they
2: do involve And it. Obviously it comes with friends stepping up. Yeah. You know, one of my really good friends, Gus definitely stands out to me because he stepped up. Like yeah. he worked, um, he took a day or two off of work during the week. I lost my sister. Um, cause mm-hmm, he wanted mm-hmm. to be there next to me, Yeah, but he had to, like, you have to go back. Like we have to work, bro. Like I would have to do the same thing, but every day after work, you know, yo, I'm stopping by not even to bother us, not even just like, yo, there, I drop off some beer on the porch. Mm. Like, yo, I just hear some cigs like you want company. I'll be here. If not, if you want your space like, you know, not yeah. stepping over boundaries and just being like a solid human. He really showed up for me and yeah. that relationship with me and him really evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say he's the only one. Yeah. You know, all of my friends stepped up countless times. Millions of calls, I can't express that, but I'm just giving an example of like how friendship has evolved. And yeah, um, shout out to Gus, shout out to all my friends, all my family. But um, yeah, things have definitely changed.
1: Yeah, for (laughs) sure. And I love to see that friendship with you and Gus grow. And it's tragic, like it's a sad tragedy that like helped your relationship blossom but i think that moving forward like that relationship will always be strong and i just um i'm just so grateful for gus because he was there for us too in that time when we were struggling with our relationship because i mean going through that for you was life-changing so of course it was going to shake our relationship you know like Mm -hmm. um so it was awesome so shout out to gus we we love you gus wish you were here Bit (laughs) bit bam Um, but yeah, so what I mean, obviously you got married, so that's like part of your personal life, so mm-hmm. he's off the market lady. sorry. Oh um, any major themes or anything else that you want to share that you've learned uh over the last two years?
2: Yeah, I think I was so the last like two years, the last time I talked, I never realized how like addicted. I never realized how, like, addicted OCD I was with social media. Like, I had to go mm. to the last post, where it says, like, last post. I had to go.
1: Erica
0: doesn't even know that exists. I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. I had to do that. I didn't even know that. you were in this. I didn't even know you were in this type of a hole ever. I was. I just always saw you scrolling and thought you were, like, buying stuff. No. I, didn't
2: know. I was, like had this OCD thing where like I had to go to the last photo because mm-hmm. like if I didn't do it I don't know it just gave me a- OCD so I had that with Instagram um and then I had this tendency to always have to reply to a text message with like in 30 seconds <laughs> I had so like this annoying. crazy OCD yeah. that like if I didn't reply like under a minute like I don't know did I you just,
0: ever leave anyone on red?
2: mm-mm
1: no, he doesn't. Like, never. I would get mad at him. I'm like, why are you texting this person right now? Like, you are busy. And if, like, sir? someone
2: called me, I'd have to answer. Um, if I did miss the call, I'd have to call them right back. I don't know. It was, like, this crazy OCD thing that I had with my phone. Yeah. In alerts or notifications. Um, but going to therapy, obviously going through life-changing events in my life, it totally, like, wiped that out. It's like, mm. bro, like there's so
0: much
2: like there's so much real life stuff that happens. Like who cares about your caught up button or who cares? Your friends will understand if you don't text them back in a minute. They'll You text them back five days later, they'll understand if you don't miss if you miss a call, no call them back. But I don't know. I had that weird thing. And I think it kind of comes back to just with all that being said. I think it just comes back to like protecting my energy. Mm. Um, I was just draining myself of my energy by trying to get caught up on social media. Not because I care about what everyone's posting, it's because I just (laughs) had to see you're caught up. It was like literally a real OCD OCD thing. And I think if anyone listening has any type of OCD you kind of understand that like you just have to like get that tick off like you gotta be like I gotta just do it because I could sleep you know so um I think that was just wasting my energy I think replying to a text within less than a minute to a family member or a friend like that is just wasting my energy because I'm not really just giving myself time to just be where I'm at at that moment, yeah. and I'm dropping everything at that moment to reply because I have o c d about it if someone's calling me and I'm like in a serious conversation with somebody else or I'm doing something like I can't answer it like mm-hmm. but I would yeah. so it's just like dropping all of that stuff and not giving my energy away and just mm-hmm. like kind of like settling in with myself, holding in my energy so like when I'm ready to have. That phone call, like I'm yeah. energized for it, yeah, yes. you know what I'm kind of saying. It's kind of like my battery in my life was kind of like matching with my phone, mm-hmm. like we're both mm-hmm. like on low because we're just I'm using it so much, yeah. and I'm using me so much. Mm-hmm. so for me to That's like good. put the phone away and let myself be like it let literally my phone could charge because you could plug it in the wall. <laughs> but I think for me to like recharge myself, yeah um, I learned that with like the last two years of, you know, yeah.
1: That's awesome. That's good. That is good. Okay. Protect your energy. I know. I love it. And I have seen the change and I'm proud of you for, for that. Um, in reflecting over the last two years, what's the biggest change you see in yourself? And I asked you this because you recently told me that if you looked at it yourself, if you saw 2012 amp, he wouldn't recognize 2021 amp and vice versa. And that was just, that struck me. And I liked that. So what what's the biggest change you see in yourself um
2: yeah with that being said like i know like i realized that i was like i said that over brunch last week i was like you know if i saw myself like in 2012 like i wouldn't even recognize myself yeah. and it's not about physical appearance it's yeah. like oh your his pants are more baggier that's probably what he'd recognize i'm like no <laughs> It he has, wears fitted
0: now. Like he got this clean white crew neck on. Yeah. I don't know who that is.
2: <laughs> it's not about physical appearance or fashion. It's more of the sense of like being a friend. Like if like being a friend with like that person or like sh- shooting the shit with that person. Yeah. I would be like, I don't recognize this dude. Like he's yeah. different. Yeah. Um, I think it's because it just comes from the fact of like, you know, when we talk about growth. Or we talk about us changing and we talk about us evolving. It has to come from a point where it's like, yeah, I'm saying these things because I could back it up.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm
2: saying these things because I wouldn't recognize myself 10 years ago. You yeah. know, I was so naive. I was so immature. I was so like... I was just like in a different place. You know, I think I was really self-destructive to myself. Mm. Um, I think I was not ready to handle any type of any type of responsibility. So um, with all that being said, I feel now like I am ready for responsibility. Mm. I am ready for um, just being bettering myself and my surroundings without having any type of like like any type of like being scared.
0: Mm. You know
2: what I'm saying? Mm. It's kind of like that puppy or like that dog in the yard that's like scared to leave. Um I was just so scared to try. Yeah. I was so scared to fail.
0: Mm-hmm. I
2: was scared. And don't get me wrong, I'm not a perfect person. Yeah. I am still scared. Like <laughs> I just expressed that I have OCD over Instagram. Like I'm not perfect. <laughs> But I am saying all that was being said, it's like I'm willing to go for what I want Mm. and what for what I believe in now more than ever, like having 10 toes down, Mm. going, putting a 100 into everything, you know, not taking not not half stepping, not taking two steps back anymore. I'm ready to like go forward. Um, Obviously, we've done it with our marriage. We've done it. I've done it in my personal life with work. I know we bossed up and got a bigger spot for our house. Like, there is some types of, I feel like when I talk, like, it's a lot about, you know, lessons that I've learned that are, like, sad, (laughs) like, losses. But I think within that time, there's been a lot of wins. Mm. And I think, like, you can't get the wins if you don't try. Yeah. You know, wins aren't going to fall in your lap just because, like, you're lucky. Yeah. You know? And I think that's one thing. You know how I feel about look. Yeah, that's like one thing sucks too. Like, oh, you're so lucky. Like, I don't think I've ever said that in my life to somebody. Like, you're mm-hmm. lucky. This
0: is one of our biggest pet peeves. Yesenia and I get so worked up over people being like, oh my God, you're so lucky. And it's like, you think this is luck? Mm-hmm. How dare you? Mm-hmm. The audacity. I just, I'll just be quiet about that for right now. It's, like, it's
1: just not luck. So ma'am, ma'am, it's ma'am, not- ma'am, it's not luck. <laughs> I can assure you.
2: Yeah, but I think I wouldn't um, recognize that person because just reflecting um, the changes that I see in myself are all of those that I listed. um, I've just changed a lot, and I think I want to not think. I know I want to continue to grow and evolve and change. Because I think the biggest thing about change and the most coolest, flexest thing that you could do as a person is basically like... You're overqualified for things that you used to want.
1: Damn.
2: You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm
1: like, where Oprah at? <laughs> Oprah, you wanna take over this interview, girl? Cause it's getting a little too. Yeah.
2: I like, think back where I was in 2020 AMP, like how I was saying, reflecting that I wouldn't recognize him. 2012 AMP. Or 2012 AMP. I wouldn't recognize him, cause in 2012, like, going back, be- see, it all comes full circle. 2012 me, I would get an application handed to me from my mom about a warehouse job. <laughs> and I would don't get me wrong. I would go apply for that job and it'd be like a picker at a warehouse getting $50 yeah. an hour. I can't go get that job. Now I'm overqualified.
1: Ooh, you know what you what I'm better saying? tell somebody you're overqualified.
2: <laughs> so that's like, that's what I see. What real growth is. Damn. Yeah. Like if you look into any type of like, Timestamp that you want, it could be one, two, three, five, ten, a hundred years. But I like to do the 10 year. That's Mm -hmm. just me. But I think within those 10 years, me being overqualified for jobs that I wanted. Mm -hmm. It's not a job that I wanted to get because it was a cool skate shop. Like that's a difference. This is something like, bro, 15 bucks an hour for picking at a warehouse in Fontana next to my mom's crib, and she'll get off my head. And I could probably like get a whip now. Like, that's what I want. I never got it. <laughs> that's something that I wanted. Yeah, Don't get me that, wrong. I wanted that. Yeah. And now I can't even get that job. I'm way, I'll be the manager. Like, I'm <laughs> overqualified for that job. So okay. I think that's what growth is to me.
1: I love that. Dang. You just schooled us. I appreciate that. And now we're going to throw it to Erica. Erica, what's the biggest change that you've seen in F?
0: He got the fresh wife Did it on, though. I ain't going to stop talking about it because that shit was fly. I was like, okay. Um, no, the biggest change that I see in AMP is definitely maturity. I mean, that comes with just you know, getting older. Mm -hmm. Um, But like you said before, you know, you were kind of like self-destructive and Mm -hmm. you're just like a little shit at times. Mm -hmm. I was always team amp, but you were a little shit. (laughs) Um, And you're just so mature in so many ways. I don't think that you're a completely different person now as a whole. I think your core is still very much the same. Yeah, You've always been one of the if not most loyal people that I know, you are loyal to the people you love. You're loyal to your family, your friends. I said this at their wedding. If you are (laughs) Anthony's friend, you are so blessed because you really, truly show out for your friendships. You really love and embrace the people who are your friends. They're your family. Um, And I think that you're still that, you know, but you are so much more willing to speak on that, you know, Mm -hmm. you openly tell people how much you care about them. You go Mm -hmm. out of your way to hit people up for really small things that maybe not everyone takes into consideration, but you do, um, you text me the day Haley flew back in from Georgia, like, Hey, I hope Haley has a safe flight back. And (laughs) we just want to say, we're praying for you. And I was like, yo, like that's like super random. Not that you wouldn't text me, but like (laughs) just small things like that. I think because of the loss you've had, Mm. you just, you know, you take the time now for the people you care about. You always say like, give people their flowers while you still can. You definitely do that. I see that change in you. I see you showing up. In just an elevated way, you know, at your core, still the same person, but you just, you show up in such an elevated way. You love harder. You are just so much more of a, just like open book almost, you know, Mm. you don't feel like you have to be so closed off to, to whatever. Um, and I see you show up as a husband to Yessie. Like, I'm just like that's right you treat my girl right? That's right no you show up in so many ways and I've seen you know from the beginning of your guys relationship to now and it's just crazy the, the change the growth between you as an individual you two together and it's beautiful yeah oh thank yeah. you yes, I, love I love you I love you too aww that's real love
1: I love I love that my husband and my best friend are friends and they love each other <laughs> Um, I love that. It's beautiful. Also, we we are referring to 2012 amp because me and Anthony started dating in 2013. So that's like a really very big difference. Even oh, yeah. 2013, 2014, 2015 amp is very different <laughs> from the amp today. So if y'all wondering why we're not just saying 20 or 2011, oh.
0: that's that's why because that's
1: like the full 10 years. get like it, you know. Oh, we're but doing nine years. But that's why, year. yeah, we're saying nine years. But anyway, so amp. Before we go into the next segment, what's next for you? What are your goals or what are what what do you want?
2: Um, I just want to continue to just work hard. I think that's kind of where I'm at like what I'm trying to express is that like what I get from work is like knowledge, yeah, you know like I take you know you take it with a grain of salt, but like working is like in the field and what I do, I feel like I get knowledge that I could. Take on further So I want to continue to work Because I want to continue to learn
0: mm. It's kind
2: of like going to school But getting paid for it And like you're dealing with You know different every. You're dealing with different obstacles every day And I think it's great to continue to learn Continue to work hard um, And just do what I can That inspires me more for um, 314 um, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah it was cool Like Shout out to Joe and Jenny, um, yeah, and their business partner Ashley. They just opened up their store today, mm-hmm. called
1: General Neutral. Okay.
2: Yeah, but shout out to them um, for opening their store today. And then we pull up, and then like Joe's wearing a three fourteen hat. Yeah, and
1: I'm love
2: just to like, see it. I'm just like, damn, Joe. I'm like, I see you, and he's like, yeah, bro, I get compliments, and I always tell him like, yeah, my homie pumps these out. <laughs> 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 I'm like, bro, you're a real one, but. I love seeing people like rep 314, ask about it. And it just makes me want to go harder for myself.
1: Yes.
2: Um, I want to continue to do it and not put myself down because Mm -hmm. I am not a designer. I do not design anything 314. Obviously, I come up with the concepts or ideas. But I think that is something to be honest. If we want to be honest right now, I think it is something that it, it does put me to like man i'm not a designer like babe
1: i don't, you ain't a designer but you be coming out with some fire stuff so I don't know you thank you about.
2: but
0: <laughs> give yourself flowers yeah, yeah
2: but i think i want to just get out of that funk and just do more for 314 in 2021 Let's because go. shout out to adam that helps me out shout out to um all my homies at rocket and buy it they yeah, buy it support and support you yeah it's cool so more 314 um this year
1: yeah wow thank you that was awesome that was so good thank you I'm like I couldn't have paid him to do that that's just natural that's just that's real all right let's jump into the next segment uh what all right so during the segment we have our listeners submit some questions and the first question we got was from Gus he asked what inspires 314 and how far do you want to take it
2: Um, I think what inspires me to be honest is like my friends. Um, I have so blessed with so many friends that are creatives, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's photography, um, design, Mm -hmm. acting, filming, directing, editing, like you name it. All my friends are the shit. So they inspire me for 314, you know, and I think I do get a lot of inspiration from Undefeated. Um, it's like, I really like that brand. I know I used to work there, but their whole aesthetic, um, their history, their story, their their drive, um, and the people behind the brand, uh, mm-hmm. I'm blessed to know, um, are all amazing people. I love Undefeated. Um, but they inspire me too. Don't get me wrong. I get some ideas from them, but... I think I'm just inspired by my friends.
1: Yeah. I I, am, I
2: truly am. I take I take that from my circle and it gives me that inspiration that I need to put some energy into 314.
1: How how far do you want to take it?
2: I want to go into every Zoomies across the world. <laughs>
0: Speak
2: it. I want to No, nah, I'm just kidding. I do not want to be in Zoomies. Um, <laughs> how far do I want to take it? I don't know. Shit. It would be cool to pay my bills. That'd be tight. It'll be cool to make a million dollars a season.
1: Hey, manifesting. We gonna manifest it. Okay, cool. I like that. I say you could take it as far as you want to take it, baby. Sky's the limit. Thank you. How are things going with 314? Well, drought. So now we have another question, which is like the same question. But the other question he had was, or part of this question is, what upcoming drops can people look out for for 314?
2: I have some drops that are coming. Um... I'm working on some stuff that I got cooked up in my head. <laughs> um, Ain't
1: nobody heard about it, but it's there.
2: But yeah, I'm making I'm making some shirts and some hoodies soon. Um, shout out to Luca Mart, mm-hmm. um, Elmo and Grant over there. If you haven't heard, look them up. Luca Mart. Um, yeah, they screen print all my stuff and they screen print for a lot of other amazing people. So yeah, we are in the talks. Um, of making some stuff soon, um, hopefully within um, this next few months in spring. So, yeah, take a look out for that.
1: Also, 314 Medici trucker h- hats are still out.
0: hmm So,
1: if you haven't gotten yours, purchase it now, and we'll plug Apartment 314 later. But um, there's some, some trucker hats that are still available online if you would like to purchase. Um. Another question that we got from Angel was, "How do you appreci- or what do you appreciate most about yourself?" That's a great question. Thank um, you, Angel. Uh,
2: what do I appreciate most about myself?
1: Making you think, making you love yourself.
2: Um. I think I appreciate most about myself is that I'm open to get to know people. That's facts. I think me being willing to get. To know people is allowed me to receive good people in my life.
0: Mm.
2: I appreciate that about myself, if I give myself a pat on the back. Um, <laughs> because it's just whoever, whoever's willing to just have a conversation. It doesn't matter what color, what you're into or anything. I think I've always um, just been really open just to like shoot the shit with people. And I think I'm really most appreciative of that about myself.
1: Yeah. And that's led to everything in your life. So that's awesome. Good. Good answer. What this is from Jarrell. What are some ways you stay motivated during COVID?
2: During COVID, during the pandemic, during stay at home orders, I got motivated from my good friend, Alexander Blaine,
1: Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. owns
2: his own brand called Bueno. He was on
1: episode what like Three, four? Or four, yeah. It was like four. Do you want to go back listen to Alexander? Blaine's Alexander
2: episode. Blaine, it means good. Um, <laughs> shout out to Alex. He reached out. Alexander reached out to me that he started a bueno run challenge on the Nike Run Club app. Yep. Um, I never had the Run Club app from Nike, so I got the invite from Alex, I downloaded it i had it on my phone i joined the three uh i joined the bueno um run challenge which i think it was pretty easy and simple it was yeah you had to run 30 miles in a month
1: i don't remember i think it was like 20 or something like that i might have been
2: 30 so let's say yeah so i got the in bueno challenge to run 30 miles in one month and i was never really run into running previously mm-hmm. so downloading the app Tracking my miles, being on a leaderboard with other people, accepting this challenge, getting outside because we're at the stay at home order, going to the Silver Lake Reservoir, obviously Mm -hmm. going with Yesenia, running a mile and just like being freaking dead and then (laughs) getting used to it and then like running a mile without stopping and then like, all right, I'm going to go two miles and then like. Then I was doing two miles without stopping and then I'm just getting better and better at running. I'm not the best runner. I'm not going to sit here and lie. But I got into running and I think what motivated me was obviously Alexander's Bueno running challenge really um, motivated me to get out and run um i still do it to this day the mm-hmm. running challenge was only for 1 month like i said 30 miles in 30 days that was back in april so that's a year next month so and then the next thing you know now we have a treadmill at the house like <laughs> super into running now um so being motivated from my friends that that pushed me you know just as a text message mm. led to us accepting the challenge led us to continue to run led us to buying a treadmill let us
1: but starting that starting that got your wheels turning for real like it, did. It, it really got you like you're into it like you it's a stress i feel like that's another reason like i think that going through grief I think the reason why you are still mentally healthy and were able to, you're able to mm-hmm. go work through it is because a therapy mm-hmm. b cuz you're just in a in a different place like you're mature enough to handle certain things but c cuz of running mm-hmm. like running is kind of meditative it's and it's therapeutic. like therapeutic and it like you get to sweat things I like out. to
2: sweat. Yeah. I'm weird. I like to weird. sweat. I lot. just don't
1: like to
0: sweat.
2: I love to sweat, so it's funny like
0: you're such a clean person. I know. know you're like all about cleanliness and like just keeping shit like. I think in it's order. because
2: all those years of skating, like you're just like you uh, sweat, yeah. so it's like that's just like a thing.
0: Yeah,
2: but I'm like, when is it gonna be the hottest today? Like, what's the hottest? When is oh the sun at the highest peak? Because that's when I want <laughs> to so like, run. I'm not kidding. I'm like I want to run when it's the hottest with a hoodie. Like, pants, like, I'll run in, like, 100-degree weather with a hoodie on. Like, I love it. So, nah, it's good to get that cleanse and just sweat everything out. Mm-hmm. And um, that keeps me motivated is running um, in through my friends just pushing me, getting, that, getting me on that leaderboard.
1: Thank you. Thank you guys for sending um, your questions. Thank you um, for answering them. Let's jump into the next segment. Yo, talk that talk. All right, so during the segment, we just talk about current events. We just talk dead talk. Um, All right, so Drake released Scary
0: Hours. Erica was hyped. I was so hyped. You know I was hyped. I was waiting for this. I needed this in my life. I was sitting there with a pad of paper and a pen, (laughs) writing down my Instagram captions. I was ready for all this. I was going through some shit, too. Mm -hmm. I needed these lyrics. I was like, all right, let's go.
1: Yeah, did not need new Drake music in Erica right now. Like the combination, is not, it's not, I'm just kidding. It's necessary. It's necessary. Thank you. What do you think of the I was biggest hyped. Drake fan?
2: I was hyped. Scary Hours 2, 3 pack from Drake was good. It's always funny going through like the first listens, like the first time you hear songs, it's just like obviously it's 9 o'clock at night, you mm. know, if you're not turned up you know you're just like a chilling it's just like ah. Uh, and the next day's friday got the windows the down weekend. got the car wash you just driving down
1: when when drake it's releases different. music Amph will play it the whole weekend and i'm like oh my gosh can we play something else it's mm. like the same music repeat over and over again yeah. <laughs>
2: it was good i like what's next the video was dope yeah i um, liked it too that was a really good video um the little Baby song is good But I think my favorite is Lemon Pepper Cause him and Rick Ross Like don't miss
0: oh, Like Theo
2: Ricky? every track Theo uh-huh, Ricky, You mean
1: Theo, uh, Theo, Theo, Rick. Theo Ricky?
2: Their tracks <laughs> They all slap So I don't know It was just like Some people were like Why was even Rick Ross on that song Like he didn't need to be on that song But it's just It, ha- it has to have that That Rick Ross verse Just to make it another good Rick and Drake song I think and Definitely. he went and, and like this is my favorite drake no hook like just straight likes bars. all the drake
1: freestyles like yeah. the, the, the freestyles are his favorite yeah.
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i'm just like i want to dance <laughs> so I what's love. next is fine i will take it
2: <laughs> no but yeah scary hours 2 release was a dope excited for the new album um yeah that was amazing that was a good still still slapping it a week later
1: the Big Sean and Nipsey Hussle came out. The Deep Reverence video came out. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Oh, i to watch it after it. this. It's good, though. It's very Yeah. What do you think, of?
2: No, it was cool. I like how it was just the director that directed it was Nipsey Hussle's like, original director. Mm. Um, so it has that whole Nipsey look, vibe, yeah. So- Well, the, yeah, the sound he's in the song, but the whole look and the... It's so authentic to me. I mean, him. I love,
1: I just love LA. So LA. I think anytime I get to like watch videos that are LA and then obviously that's Nipsey's home. So it's like, oh, I love it. And it just
2: gives you chills.
1: Snoop is in it. Dom Kennedy is in it. Hip Boy's in it. Fontana, IE. Shout out to the IE. So that was cool too. It was dope. It was beautiful. It, it was, it was, it was like, it I love Big It just felt Sean.
2: weird, like not. It was so Nipsey in LA that I thought weird that he wasn't in it. Yeah.
1: I mean, they had like that picture, but obviously- It was like, dope how, how
2: they did it. the portrait. Yeah, And portrait, I love how they go. continue to celebrate Nipsey's mm-hmm. life. And you have to. The marathon does continue, and yep. his energy is still alive in the city- Yep. um the murals and everything like erica you gotta watch this video we'll watch it later we'll
1: are watching it. we we'll watch it yeah. right now
2: so i loved um, it yeah that was a really good uh that was a good music video like you, it's it, it's it's not always every day you see a really good music video
1: i agree i i love it i love it and i and i've grown to love big sean because i love what he's evolved into as a rapper and just being very like about manifesting and just growth and spirituality and faith and mm-hmm. so I did not like Big Sean before, and I love Big Sean now. So I'm just like, I'm, call me fake, uh, whatever. I love him. Um, the Cecil Hotel series came out on Netflix, and I know it's been a while, but we just haven't talked about this. So we had to bring it up, and we were talking about this in our group text. So because it's us, we got to talk about it. What do, you, what do you, First of all, let me give you guys a little oh background story.
0: Gosh.
1: I stayed there, stay on Maine. <laughs> I stayed there in 20 uh, late 2011 for a birthday. And then Anthony and I stayed there, I think, in 2015, 2015, summer of 2015, for a few nights when we were going to FYF, before we lived in L.A., when we lived in the I.E. So we actually stayed at the stupid-ass Hotel Cecil. You stayed
2: there twice.
1: Boy, I just said that. Oh uh- Oh, my gosh. Eric has never stayed there. I'm just, like, being clear. but yeah. I think everyone should stay there think? at least once. I oh my been the no, I'm just... Hotels in San Bernardino.
0: So, like, that's kind of, like, equal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you guys have to say about this doc and this hotel?
0: Okay, first of all, I think Netflix should cut y'all a check because you guys were heavy promoting this documentary. Like, I had not seen it. I had really no, like, really, like, desire to see it. And you guys were just like, you need to see this, you need to watch it in the group chat going in. You guys wanted to discuss it. And I was like, I-, I gotta watch it. And I'm a little bit upset because I feel like I was very sold on the idea that it was very much a paranormal thing that happened to this poor woman. And I watched, because I'd seen the YouTube video of her in the elevator, but I hadn't watched the doc. And I was like, yo, this is like some ghost shit, it's weird. And then I watched the doc and I was like, okay. There's, like, a very logical explanation as to (laughs) why all of this happened.
2: I was like, we didn't need four episodes. Yes. We we could have broke this down in four minutes. Yo, homegirl's sister was like, yo, she be doing that shit at the crib. Like, (laughs) whoa, you could have said that in the trailer.
0: I also feel like we could have done with maybe um, a whole episode of just the dude who was, like, staying in the Cecil with the leather bucket hat. He was, like, my my favorite part of the entire thing when he was, like... Oh, the whole stroll. Mm-hmm. He was, he was like very entertaining to me. And I also think that the hotel manager was sus from the beginning. She
2: said this, th- she looked in the camera and she was like, yeah, now that I'm here and talking and you could see my face, like, who did you think would have been the manager of this haunted hotel? I was like, you, <laughs> you, you are the person that I would have thought would be the manager. She was like. I'm not creepy or weird. I'm like, yes, you are. Yes.
0: She owned it. Every part of it. Or or there was like a part when she was saying how like the people who were staying there were complaining about like the mental, like just like effects of them staying there when all that happened. And she's like, imagine working here. And I'm just like, girl, this is not about you. (laughs) What? Uh, It was just, it was one big shit show of a documentary. It was crazy. Rest in peace to that, that poor is, woman, it Yeah, you got yeah. Because you forget, you forget
2: that someone passed away. Many people passed away. Though. Many people, like a thousand, not a thousand, but you, but you forget the moral of the story because it's such a shit show. Yeah, it was.
0: A, 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 a the producers
2: of this show was like anyone that is crazy and weird <laughs> has to be on this. Like, the for
0: real, was wild. They
2: <laughs> did a good job because everybody was wild. Yes.
0: I
1: think my favorite was the detective that was like, Yo, this shit is crazy. Like all these coincidences, like, f- I don't know, man. Like, he didn't know how to explain it. He was like the only normal one. He was just like, I, yeah, I don't know. He's was he was he was like, normal. I don't know how to explain it. Like, who do you think did shit. it though?
0: At, if you had like in a moment of watching it, were you like, that's the one who did it? Like.
1: I I from from like episode two, I told Anthony I was like. She, it's just her, her bipolar. Yeah, I was like, she, she probably jumped. has like some cra- Cause
2: I, yeah, uh, I didn't really fall into obstu- having ab- a suspect.
1: Yeah, me either. Cause there was absolutely no way that she would have been murdered by somebody, and she has no bumps and bruises. That's mm-hmm. just like I was like, there's yeah. no, there's no logical explanation for that besides she put herself in that situation. Yeah, like not in her right mind, like did that. But anyway, <laughs> we can talk about this all night long. I
2: know I, it was in. <laughs> The thing is crazy that I just shared with you is that they're going to have a hotel bar that, next the plan, to the water tank.
1: I did not believe it. So gross. you could walk
2: next to the water tank and get,
1: I'm sure they're get gonna a move mixed that. drink. I'm and sure then you could go into the pool
2: and you could gross. swim on the roof of the Hotel Cecil. And people
1: are going to be down. They're going to be down to do that. Like, I don't know. I can't. I can't. I didn't can't. Nah. Sorry um, for the spoilers. A
0: party at the rooftop of the Cecil, like come through. I'm like my
1: next birthday there. Nah, if you ain't, if you ain't with it, then the water down, tower right
2: behind the bartender.
1: Nah, I'm you. Anyway,
2: it was a good doc. Uh, it was interesting. We were super into it. <laughs> Shout out to our homie Vinny, lives oh my gosh. across the street from Hotel Cecil, and snapped the Cecil Hotel, and then panned to his TV, and it was the doc playing. <laughs>
1: Like, and I was quick, like, out the
2: window bro,
0: into the I was
2: like, bro, be apartment. careful. And he's like, I'm not scared. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: it's good. Lo- there's a logical explanation at the end of it, so you all your fear is gone because you're like, there ain't no damn place. it's
2: definitely nah. haunted. Like, let's call a spade a spade, it's it haunted. Is haunted, but it is that haunted. girl just
1: was, you know, it just anyway. So, I wanted to talk about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle and the interview and just Oprah and her mouth on the ground when they were talking about baby Archie's um, skin color and how that was just crazy. I don't know. It's just like the whole royal family is just like super old school and like they're trying to keep this tradition, but it just doesn't work with the new times. And also if you're going to be discriminatory towards like somebody of color and have those types of statements and then not take care of your people... And then, like, think about the the story, like, Princess Diana story, and how Mm. it's kind of like it's happening over again with with Meghan Markle, and like understanding Prince Harry's just fears of what's happened to his mom, the paparazzi, and the media, and like all that bad, all the bad that came with the royal families probably feels like that's what killed his mom. So he's like, I don't want my wife to die because of this, too. So Mm -hmm. it's just sad. I mean, I don't, let me, obviously, like, there's bigger fish to fry. In my life in our lives but it's just sad and that's messed up
2: i think it's good that i give him props for dipping out on his family and like doing him for him and his wife like that's love you know you could you could marry whoever you want he could have married a white girl and made his family happy but he was like nah like this is who i really love so for him to like be like yo i'm out leave just do what he did live in LA with his girl they're doing their own thing like that's props and I just hope for reals like in the future kids will be in a history class and they'll be like yo they all used to be white Mm
1: -hmm. you know like how
2: boss that would be like damn in the future it's like way more people of color in these scenarios way more people of color in power way more people of color like that would be boss, and if him by making these moves now could you know change the future or like move you know move the ladder to a better yeah. place and change the future, yeah. that would be dope. And then it would all make sense later on. Yeah. Right now we're in the midst of like the beginning. This is season one, episode one of this. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? And we're yeah. all commenting and we're all like, giving our two cents. What the Yagyu Senya said? Yeah, there is bigger fish to fry racist parents grandparents whatever this is not a new thing this yeah. is this is happening in a in a family's living room somewhere in america or somewhere in this world right now yeah, like everything yeah. they expressed how they didn't get support they're asking yeah. how dark the skin the baby's color skin is be someone's having that conversation yeah. right now some white family is going to be racist right now doing yeah, that so it is good that they throw it on the tv so People like us, normal people, could relate, but we didn't have to hear that story to know that that's happening. Yeah, and I think to you know push the envelope for him to do what he's doing, and like I said, in the future, twenty years from now, thirty years from now, fifty years from now, kids could open a textbook in school in history class and be like, "What? Like how? How are all these people of color now? Like used to be all white." bro that that would be dope and that I I back that and I like that you know she is half black and half white and she is from LA Mm. that's dope like I respect everything about her um obviously I respect what he did to pull out of his family to ride for his girl that is dope but I really wish that things could change. Yeah.
1: And the last thing that I just want to bring up that I was following uh, since last week, which by the time this comes out, will be like almost two weeks. But last Friday night, we were sitting watching TV and I was on Twitter and this kid, um, somebody liked his tweet or reposted his tweet. But this kid posted that he came across this a Fontana substitute that was living in his car and he like recognized him and he like went up to him like "What? Well, like who is this person realized that he used to be a substitute for Fontana and then he you know just had a conversation with him started to like bring him things to try to help him out and try to hear his story and what happened and how he ended, how he end, he ended up there and basically COVID is the reason why a lot of Uh, People, I used to be a substitute teacher, so I know the the life. But basically, if you don't work, you don't get paid. You know, a lot of like that's just how it works. And so this man wasn't really wasn't working, wasn't getting paid, was living out of his car. And I guess he takes care of his uh, family members in Mexico. And he's an older man. And so this kid decided to come up with a GoFundMe and start raising money. The initial um, initially he wanted to, to raise ten thousand dollars he ended up raising twenty seven thousand dollars it was a teacher's birthday this past thursday and they had this big old thing they got him hotel room for the, the next month they got the mayor of montana involved they got all these people involved they got the news to come out and they gave him his twenty five thousand dollar check just in front of everybody and it just was the most heartwarming thing and I just remember on Friday, I was like, oh, my God, I was like, so like heartstruck. And I was like, I'm going to donate. And I like, this is awesome. And I just I would I would tell Anthony, like, oh, my God, it's 15,000 now. Oh, my God. Like, I was just so excited because it just feels good to see people do something good. Yeah. And it just reminds you that, like, there are good people in this world. And I think my favorite part of this whole story, too, is like after the teachers was given this money, He was like, dang, like, thank you so much. I just feel inspired to give like this is this is just like he wanted to pay it forward. He wanted to pay. It wasn't just like, thank you. Like, bye. It was like, thank you. And oh, my gosh, like I have so much more to give and I have so much more to do here. And like, thank you guys for for loving me and like taking care of me and and caring for me. So I just thought it was beautiful.
2: It's good to like hear positive news.
0: Definitely, especially from the IE, like, yeah. just from, like, where we're from, you like know, you like, turn the news it's a nice on, thing yeah. to see and here. And it's
2: cool, like, they're putting on for Fontana, they're putting on for the IE by, like, doing something that's really good. I was like, shit, like... That's an amazing those are amazing shoes to be in. Not receiving the twenty five thousand dollars, giving the twenty-five thousand dollars. It's so much better feeling handing him that check as a surprise on his birthday than receiving it. So I think that's really good to for them to be able to accomplish that and, and from the community and everyone around the world to give, you know, it doesn't it doesn't stop at the IE, you know, the people did that from everywhere and yeah congrats to him
0: shout he was so genuinely them. sweet too when he received it like he, oh yeah it was, he, it was very heartwarming you shared it in the group chat and i was just like wow this is like a really nice thing for all of us to like go and look at and like he was just a such a sweetheart when you received it and how his first reaction was like i just want to give back like ugh. yeah i should share the link okay
1: it was beautiful shout out to um steven at for twitter at the steven seven and ig at S T V N N A period underscore <laughs> um all right well that's the episode thank you guys for joining us today we are so grateful that you guys were able to tune in we hope that you learned um about anthony's journey and that you feel inspired um we hope that you had a good laugh we hope that you guys are encouraged to go back and listen to old episodes if you haven't or to listen to new episodes that will be coming out. Huge shout out to Erica for being here, being Thank my you. co-host. Everything. Thank you for having me. I love you guys. I love you. Thank so happy to be here. Totally gave us some women's wave uh, vibes. Mm-hmm. Thanks again, Af- Amph, Amf- Amf- Anthony, my husband. Thank Anthony, you. for being here. Thank we you. love you. Thank
2: you for listening. Thank you for having me.
1: We appreciate you. Before we go, follow Apartment 314, Anthony's Project at APT period 314 and 314. Medici trucker hats are out now. Please cop one if you want, if you feel so compelled. Do you have any last words?
2: Thank you for giving us your time. Thank you for listening. I hope yep. that we all get to see you guys soon. Yes. Um, stay safe just be good black lives matter love you guys
1: thank you for listening growth nostalgia is available on apple podcast spotify soundcloud and make sure that you subscribe rate and leave a review link can be found on instagram and follow us at growth nostalgia growth period nostalgia g-r-o-w-t-h period N-O-S-T-A-L-G-I-A. growth nostalgia is recorded in el Mani. just kidding out oh, <laughs> los angeles california thank you for listening Hit me on IG. Have a good one. Bye.
0: Bye. Peace.